When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Maths Lessons, a podcast all about Married at First Sight. I'm Cy Beckwith. And I'm Omar Abid. And penultimate week, Omar. I know, not, not not long left. It's a shame. Shall we acknowledge as well that Kelly's not here? We might as well do that before we dive straight in. Honestly, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, no. It's just, well, we've got like <laughs> Luke's our new Welsh person, and he don't need me anymore. <laughs> so many Welsh people in our lives. Too many, some might say. But... Well, t- t- two. There's two. <laughs> I miss Kelly, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's uh, going to be back soon, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done this both times where it makes it feel like they're not coming back. Kelly is coming back. <laughs> Where's Kelly gone? Is it London? London, yeah. I was there last week. She's there this week. Why aren't I going to London? I feel like you was having secret meetings with A4 executives <laughs> about this. We are. If you, oh, I mean, you've enough, you've like, quite accurately uh, spelled out the situation. It's fine. I've been meeting with um, UK Play. That's still a channel. That's still a channel in it. Men and Motors. Oh, I'd love to be on Men and Motors. Do you know who? All right. Do you know who from? I bet you'll get this straight away. Who from the Married at First Sight cast most loves Men and Motors? Frankie. There we go. I mean, <laughs> that's the most nailed uncertainty. Almost. I was. I was so certain. I know we come into the to the homestays later on in the episode, but I put on Twitter that I would have bet my life that Morag had a live, laugh, love. Um, sign in a house and then we got there and Luke had something similar in his toilet so it was so close match made in heaven that though well is I'm, it <laughs> eh, <laughs> but we'll come to that she does it's just definitely that live laugh love vibes mm, isn't yeah. she when we guessed there so wait, you missed the episode where we went through and guessed their favourite films I, did, I enjoyed films. listening to it though I, I was listening with um, Claire my partner and she was her general sentiment she was quite outraged was that she thought you were pitching them everything a bit too old for this cast I think we need to remember that we're like 10 to 15 years older than a lot of these. There was a couple where we corrected, so I think it was Alexis, but I genuinely think she would watch all that stuff. And also, that would have been a terrible episode because me and Kelly is old as shit. <laughs> and what would I guess? Like, all I know that's modern is K pop because Ben likes K pop. So I would just be in the old, like, K pop. And it's true to say that there are films which, which transcend, like, generations. So something like, I don't know, Dirty Dancing or whatever. You know that all of those women have been like love dirty dancing and stuff. So you know the- all of men as well. Adam loves dirty dancing. <laughs> got Adam's. Uh, we messages to say we got the favorite film right. He absolutely loves the dark. Oh night. yeah, that's true. And Nando's as well. Yeah. And who doesn't like Nando's? Yeah, I nearly ended up eating in a Nando's in London. Even though, you know, we're trying to look for places that we don't have here, but we're very close to eating in Nando's. That's what we done last time we went to London, because I'd only ever eaten in a Nando's. Well, this is the Nando's podcast, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Nando's. Uh, we had only eaten in Nando's once before. Me and Rebecca went on a date at Nando's. Went to London, and we're walking around looking for somewhere to eat, but you just go with what's safe and what you know. And it was yeah. like a lovely little... Because it was a really small Nando's, just in... 
centre of London, but you had to walk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What a lovely place Nando's is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask the classic question, what level of spice do you go for? Oh, just medium. Medium. You know, I have no shame in saying that sometimes I just want the lemon and herb. Yeah. it's not, and, and I'm going through a phase where I actually like spicier stuff, but... You know, it's not a macho thing. Just get what you enjoy. Uh, brought me inside eating like shit, though, didn't I? So I've got to be careful with spice now. <laughs> got to just be very, very delicate with me little tum-tum. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing nothing major for me. Who do you reckon most likes spice within the cast of Married at First Aid? Mm, that's uh, definitely not um, Amy. She's she's very seems very particular about her food. Uh, I reckon Ant. Yeah, that's a good chat. Oh, you know, Bob. <laughs> he already cries all the time, though. Like, Bob has milk ready, but he'll do it because he's a lad, and exactly. he, but he regrets it straight away. And he can't handle it at all, but he'll always do it. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Bob's the type who will always go further than he actually wants and then regret it, but he, c- he, can't, he can't lose face. Bob loves, right, what Bob loves. Bob loves any eating challenge. <laughs> you know when yeah. you go in it's like eat these like 10 bacon sandwiches Bob's like oh I'm on that yeah, just yeah. loves any eating challenge <laughs> like them big hot wings ones when you go in like one of those restaurants when they've got like an eating challenge it's always American themed and it's always barbecue that's how I bob and I reckon Spice the drug Nikita loves <laughs> Well, yeah, there's been some uh, a lot of drug chat on Twitter, which, again, we'll come to yeah. later, I think. And we just want to shout out to this week's sponsor, Toot. Who doesn't <laughs> love a bit of Toot? <laughs> oh, if I could get some free Toot off the back of this, I wouldn't take it because drugs are bad. But, you know, that was, imagine <laughs> if, like, the inventors of Toot got in touch. I mean, people, like, I've seen them on nights out. It's not something I've ever done, but they're just so obnoxious. I mean, I'm not saying anything new, but just so obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, just get drunk. Like, well, you know. They're the worst people. <laughs> They've started coming to comedy clubs again, and oh god, it's right. not a drug to take and go to a, somewhere where you've got to sit quiet for two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a weird choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, and then they'll go online and leave reviews. I got kicked out for laughing. No, you didn't, though, did you, John? <laughs> You're being a dick. Tell you, you'll be good in the comedy club, Bob. Yeah, Bob would be a good laugh. In fact, most of them would. Frankie would be the bloke who sits at the front with his arms folded. I think he would think he's funnier than the people on stage. Yeah. And but he wouldn't join in, I don't think. I think you just sit there, you know, when like the arms fold in and just glaring at mm, you. Yeah, yeah. Impress me. Morag, I would fucking hate if she was in a comedy club and I was on. Yeah. She'd be sat at the front with her mates who are all pricks. And <laughs> just, they'd be awful. They'd be really chatty. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I was just telling her though. And E, that's every joke would be, E, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Morag, if you're listening, never come to a show I'm on, please. So we need to start. I mean, there's a lot to touch on with their friends and the catch up with that and that. But first, let's go into dinner parties, how we kicked off this week. It, dinner parties, it, it was amazing. Like once they all got settled down, it was just absolute carnage. Everyone was arguing with everyone else. There were some new uh, conflicts that came up, which I didn't anticipate. I think the first one that springs to mind, um, I can't remember if it was the first chronologically, but was uh, Amy and Josh. Like, they started to, to, you know, their their relationship struggling. But he booted off at her in an absolutely horrific way. Well, because, I mean, we get into the to his, his argument with Morag about the whole Instagram messages, and Amy was trying to stick up for him, and he told her to, to shut her mouth. Yeah. Which was, I think he's gotten away with that, because Frankie did something similar in a less aggressive way, but, the, you know, the, the, the point was the same. He didn't want Marilise to speak... When he was speaking, oh, it was awful. Maybe don't speak when I'm. Maybe if I'm speaking, don't speak. That was like, horrible. But then the, I think there was an aggression with Josh as well. Yeah, but when you look on social media, I actually did a poll about which one angered you more, Frankie to Marilise or Josh to Amy. Eighty-two, eighty-three percent were more offended and angered by the Frankie incident rather than Josh's. But Josh's seemed, like you say, much more aggressive. I think that's because Josh knows how to use Twitter better than Frankie. <laughs> and he's just been clicking and clicking away. <laughs> be all the women like messages behind the back, apparently, from when he was on Instagram liking photos. Have you seen the photo that he apparently liked? I have. This is someone Someone messaged our account and um, and linked us in with, with an article about these photos. And it's just scenery, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like a nice coastline where Morag's been on holiday. But I would say this, something I've learned here this week um, is just how many angry men there are on Twitter. Because I put a tweet up saying that Josh's approach of deny, deny, deny 
is a classic defence technique and it really works. I've known players in my time and they swear by it because it doesn't give you a foothold. If you say, no, I was out that night and yeah, I have met that girl but nothing's happened, you're already taking, you know, letting cracks appear. If you just say, nope, didn't do it. Like I've had it with my mates where they'll where I'll say, oh, that was a bit shady. I saw you with that girl and they go, nah, not me, mate. Like, no, no, but I saw you think that. Well, then what can you say? You can't say anything. And whether he has done something or not, I don't know. But, you know, already it's gone from he didn't, he doesn't remember her, which is also, that's a built-in excuse there, you know, not to my recollection. Already it's gone from that to, well, he has liked some of her photos. And, by the way, even if he has messaged her and it's really, like, filthy stuff, dirty texting... So what? He was single. It's not a big deal. I just find the whole discussion interesting. How many angry men on Twitter have come out to defend him when they know as little as I do? That's Twitter is a platform, though, isn't it? It's just a platform for angry men. And that's what like Twitter exists for now mm-hmm. is the amount of, like, if you go through Twitter, the amount of mansplaining that you'll see is it's so prevalent for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think watching them two argue, so watching... Morag and Josh. I think Morag does look like, feels like she looks like a bit of a mug because she's just brought something up, but it's that denying then makes it worse for her because she's like, but it did happen. But yeah. she's now being made to look like a liar when he's done and it's exactly the way he's worded it is to go, well, I don't remember it. But you kind of really argue with that because how, how do we know what he remembers and what he doesn't? Yeah. I mean, the, I had this incident when I was in London, right, where someone was talking behind me in the theatre. We went to see Hamilton, and we'd been wait like everyone. We'd been waiting ages to go and see it because of the pandemic. Really excited, and then there's these two people, and I think they were enjoying the show as well, like just chuntering away behind us. So I looked over two or three times to make sure who it was, and then the next time, I got their attention and asked them to stop talking. Then at the interval, as I was coming back to my seat, they were staring at me. They clearly wanted me to engage with them again. So I did. I said, oh, listen, would you mind not talking? You know. And they said, well, we think you've mistaken us uh, with someone else. And you know, I think it was a bit much. We only spoke once. And I was like, it wasn't once. I looked at you. I looked at you. I'm either deaf and blind, which is a bit shit because I'm a musical. I, can, I know it was you 100%. But they just went, no, it was once. So then what do I do? Escalate it. Or I did what I did and just had to leave it. And, you know, they didn't talk through the rest of the show, so I got what I wanted. But I didn't know... It left me furious because I wanted justice. I wanted them to just go, ah, sorry, mate, we're just excited about the show. And I would have gone, I am too. Cheers. And then that's it. But what can you do with... um, No, I don't remember you. I didn't message you. I understand why she got angry. But also, why the fuck did she bring it up in the first place and say I don't want it to be a big deal? Yeah, it's interesting the question why she brought it up. But also, I think because she's friends with Amy, it's sort of thing where you've gone, right, I've not mentioned it, I have to mention it at some point. I also want to really appreciate how middle class it is that you were booting off in a theatre. <laughs> like, I'll oh, beat the fuck out of these two kids. <laughs> so walking through Hamilton. There's just so many ways that could have escalated. Hon- honestly, it was the last day there. I was kind of worn out, starting to feel feel ill. And it was the main event of our trip. And literally the next day we were walking along and so many times Claire would turn to me and go, are you all right? Because she'd caught me daydreaming and literally mouthing what I was saying to that guy. And it would have been like, you know, listen, mate, yeah, we can all make these like passive aggressive comments and stuff, but or we can just go outside and settle it, settle it now. And I'm not a fighty kind of guy, but I was so pissed off because he did that thing of like, uh, of just denying completely and trying to really invalidate my point when I knew my point was 100% correct. I see what's happened there, so to tie it to Mary the first say what's happened there is they've been Josh before you've been Josh. So they've joshed it up with the lies, whereas you should have joshed it up with, yeah, shut your mouth. <laughs> Just stop talking because I'm talking. Yeah. That, if you've got joshed first, but they joshed it up first. Yeah. Josh, I just thought I'd say Josh's name again. I said it a lot there. <laughs> and it was sort of lose meaning. But he, he, watching them two argue about that it escalated quickly the way he tried Amy was really disrespectful and also if he has so if it is a photo of a coastline that he's liked because he was such a prick I'm going to start a rumour now that say Josh proper gets off and proper fancies coastlines 
<laughs> he's a little coastline pervert. And that's what gets him off. He saw a lovely beach and a lovely bit of water. He say, oh, that's, that's for me, though. I'll pop a leg on this. <laughs> that's his, uh, his little weird predilection. That could be on the um, the programme that you mentioned that was, was running a few weeks ago after Married at First Sight. The Kinky Daters. Kinky Daters with Josh coming on. <laughs> Because he'll just deny it all. And, you know, I don't want the coastlines, which is exactly what a liar would say, wouldn't they, Josh? <laughs> or maybe he'd better off watching that programme, Coast, on BBC. Now, that's middle class. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's middle class till Josh is wanking in the corner, then. There's no social <laughs> class there, is there? So that's Josh covered. He wanks two coastlines. Well done, Josh. Very proud of you. Good job, mate. Amy, come. Like, I felt really bad for Amy in that situation. I did. I, f- I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her because she was trying to. She's obviously had his back in this in this situation. So yeah, I mean, I've got problems with Amy. I think she has, you know, kind of temper tantrums and then says, "Well, that's just the way I am," and it's because I only need a hug. And this, it's like, well, you're a grown woman at this point. Like, you can't just be slamming stuff and throwing things around. It's like if that is your weak point by now, it should have been your responsibility to correct that. You know, in another way, you shouldn't expect, especially someone like Josh, who's who's clearly not a, you know, emotionally. He says, "I'm not emotionally available." He's not really touchy feely. How is that, how is that going to work? You know. Well, that's it with them too. I just don't know how long term, how well matched they'd be. Because on paper, they do look like they'd be all right together. But I think Amy, who comes across as really, really nice and has gone through some shit, but is like just, just hard work. Like yeah. as somebody who is hard work, I'm hard work. I know Amy is. Yeah, I, I like I like Amy, but I agree. I, I couldn't I couldn't hack the the just temper all the time. It's just not it's, it's not for me. But she knows what she wants, and isn't I think used to not getting that. And also, Josh doesn't handle things in the right way. And she should have just sparked him in the ear when he told her to shut up. <laughs> like, that's why I miss Nikita because Nikita wouldn't have put up with that shit. No, well, that's true. That's true. Should have got kicked off the show again. That's what she would have done. <laughs> I actually think so. Linked to to that Josh and Amy situation, like I said, Marilise and Frankie when he told her to stop talking, I think she handled that quite well because she was like, "Look, I just need a minute." So you know, she wasn't like kicking up, but she's starting to stand her ground now. Not that she wasn't before, but we only ever saw Frankie being. You know, quite quite dominant, um, and you know, God, how how defensive was he about this anonymous letter, which was more uh, Megan and Bob. We think. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a so strange, Frankie. Yeah, he's he's an, and he does the thing of um, when he's clearly pissed off, and people say, "Look, you, it's you're uncomfortable to be around because you get pissed off like that." Then he'll say, "No, I'm not pissed off. I'm having a laugh." Yeah. Again, at least acknowledge you're pissed off. That is step one. And then we can work out why you're pissed off. Well, he doesn't acknowledge anything because for ages it was, no, 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 I'm not pissed off. I'm just old. I'm older than you. I'm different. <laughs> I'm old. It's not like that. It's he's just strange. He's so, so strange, Frankie. Mm. He's so domineering and boorish. And he just doesn't seem like he's got no self-awareness of what he's like. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. And he's just a very, very tedious, obnoxious, awful man. <laughs> So we're not having Frankie on then. <laughs> I don't. I I'm going to put it out there. I don't think Frankie listens. Surely not. I hope he does. <laughs> Everyone listens. Luke's mum listens. That's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I really hope Frankie doesn't. Because no, what an awful person. Frankie's listening to the audio book of Bravo Two Zero. Oh, every time <laughs> he loves Andy McNabb. <laughs> when he's not watching Men and Motors, Andy McNabb. Do you know we were ahead of the Ross Kemp podcast, the Kempcast, for quite a while uh, in the podcast charts for TV and film, and <laughs> Ross Kemp's overtook where well, I think that's Frankie me. I think that's Frankie <laughs> 18 times a day, me and, like, me and you, Ross. <laughs> yeah. We would have sorted out the SAS. Yeah, definitely. Who did you say liked um, The Sopranos and Good for Bob? Bob, yeah. Bob, yeah. So he's probably been listening to the Talking Sopranos podcast where we were touching distance. We're only seven places away from Talking Sopranos. Oh, where, man, Bob. Got a hell of a here, son. <laughs> Talk about you every week. Yeah. It's weird that, like, I, I just, and again, this might have happened, but, like, not really any of the men have stood up and spoke to Frankie about his behaviour. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I wonder I, I wonder what, if that's something that's not been shown or they saw it as a chance. To, it's weird, in the um, the letters, uh, PCB was saying, oh, it's a great way to get, uh, you know, constructive, to help the other, the, help the other couples. It was like, 
this isn't going to help. This is going to absolutely just stir the pot. Uh, and I thought it was a really good way for everyone to just bitch about Frankie to his face, yeah. but not actually having to step up and do it to his face, you know? But he would do it anonymously because he's been in the army. Or, snap your neck with his bare hands. Yeah. Or as Frankie said, anonymous. Because he couldn't say <laughs> anonymous. What a fucking tit. God, yeah. I hate him. So what what else happened at the the dinner party? Bob and Megan. He um, he wasn't happy with the advice. I, it was good to see uh, Adam get pissed off with with Bob. I thought it was a good side of of Adam to see that because he's a nice guy. He's one of our favourites now. I'd say, um, especially when I saw his flat. Um, he's one of our favourites. But it was good to see him actually get passionate about like defending his defending his mate and get pissed off with his mate because he's 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 being stupid. Well, sometimes you do need to give him that little shake to be like, "There's only so much we can do to help you." Sometimes you've got to start to help yourself, Bob. Like you can't keep putting yourself through this. You're miserable. You're upset all the time. Like it, everyone's being really supportive of Bob, but sometimes you do need somebody to step up, and it's really good that Adam did it to go. However, just it's pissing us off a bit because we're trying yeah. and we're supporting. But you're not helping yourself. Yeah, you know what to do. We all know what you have to do. Now you have to you have to do it. Um, so I guess that'll happen. When we'll talk about that further when we get to the commitment ceremony. Yeah, we'll come to that in a moment. I mean, might as well touch on Matt and Daniel as well because I mentioned Luke Morag a bit there. But Matt and Daniel just really, really happy and lovely and yeah. In a way, this is as this, these series go on, you find that all the drama that you normally see at the beginning with Nikita stuff like that. That'll get stripped away and you end up caring about the couples who actually want to be together. Like Luke and Morag, for all the issues we're, we're discussing, we care about them and we want them to work through our problems. It's not just crazy craziness with, with Nikita. Um, but sometimes that means people like Matt and Daniel, where there is no drama, they sort of get fade into the background. They're really nice guys. They look like a lovely couple, but there's just not that much to say about them, really. No, and it's great, it's really positive as well, like the gay couple other ones where you go like, well that's much, much better, to write two fingers up to everyone who's like, well marriage should really be between a man and a woman, and be like, <laughs> have you seen the shit show that's been going on with loads of the others, come and not just have two blokes just being quite chill and having a nice time having it off loads, it's much, much better. <laughs> Matt and Daniel as well, you know, when you put Matt or two names together, like Brangelina, mm-hmm. I think they're so as one now, I think Manuel is the name <laughs> I'd like to put forward for them, which is also my new superhero character I'm going to develop, which is Portman. Pot Spaniel <laughs> Manuel but it's also their name like they're so as one you just couldn't like it's good that they're still individuals like you know if you were friends with them you could have a lovely time out with either Matt or Daniel yes. and when they're in a party you know they wouldn't have to spend loads and loads of time together they'd be individual yeah. people but they're just such a solid unit they're so well matched they're so good for each other and clearly understand each other very, very well in a short space of time. Just a solid couple. Yeah, definitely. I think when they did that partner swap, if you're if you're in the process and you, you end up um, having to partner swap and you end up with Matt and Daniel, you think, oh, I'm just going to have a nice time. It'll yeah, be lovely. lovely. We'll just have a couple of drinks, you know, have a chat. It'll be fun. Um, one uh, other argument at the commitment ceremony was uh, Alexis and Ant uh, because she feels he is mugging her off, quote, it got very Love Island there with the phrase, <laughs> like she just kept saying mugging. It's like, oh, I don't want this to be Love Island. I like it because it's not Love Island. And I feel he's in he's in a bit of a bind there because for those of you who remember um, Mark and Ning from the last Australian series, I mean, that went a lot further. They, they ended up in this uh, exotic getaway before they got to the final uh, ceremony. And the problem with them was sex. And Mark ended up not sleeping with her in, at this romantic um, holiday home because I think he still wasn't sure whether he, he wanted to continue the relationship. So he thought the honourable thing to do was not sleep with her. And that's sort of what Ant has done here. And he's been pretty clear that, like, you know, after that initial spark and flirting, I feel like we're just friends. And she's saying, well, I want more. I want you to put in the effort. But it's like, but what more effort can he put in if he's not if he's not feeling it? Yeah, but he could have just walked away sooner. I think the thing with Ant is he clearly likes the thrill of the chase. And once that was removed, so like he could have messaged her outside the show. They didn't need to come on the show together. He fancied her. 
and then that was enough for them to go right we'll give it a go on the show which makes her look like a mug because that's twice that's happened now where men haven't been interested in her or mm-hmm. treat her terribly, which would massively rock your confidence. And it's horrible for her, but he's put her in that situation by saying, yeah, we'll do it. Could have just messaged her on the outside, could have done things differently to help her get through the end of this show and talk about, like, I'm not saying he should shag her, that's massively different, but you could have treated her with, I think, more awareness of what her situation is, because you can go, well, I'm not going to sleep with you, That'll that's worse. And you go, yeah, but there's loads of other stuff that you could do to make her feel more comfortable because you've got to empathise with what her situation is, which has been on a show twice called Married at First Sight and two husbands have been like, oh, I'm not interested in you. But I think that's where, how do we know that, that like, why is why is that aunt's role there? Like, Alexis could have said, you know, we flirted a bit, but um, maybe we should just look at this outside of the show. He's not dragged her on to come back, come back on. They must have agreed to do that together. I don't know why that's been, that's... Ant's been given the 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 burden of that responsibility that he was the one who, who's who's made that happen because I think she was really into him. I think she really saw something in him and saw. Do you know what I would like to say? What being married to him is like within the context of this show. And I think Ant is just somebody who was like she's fit and I like flirting because he's really like he's good at flirting. Fair play to Ant. He's smashing at flirting. <laughs> Them eyes, what a little dreamboat. And he's really good. And as somebody who's been a prick and done this, like flirting's class, and then sometimes you're like, oh shit, this has escalated quickly. <laughs> and that's all it's done is it's just escalated quickly. They were having a lovely flirt at a dinner party, yeah. went out for dinner, and he's like, oh god. Because he realises then, because he can't sleep with her, because then that'll cock block him for like loads of other experiences because he'll look like a dick. So yeah. I th- would be surprised if even subconsciously you protect yourself because you know like, oh well I'm not going to get with her, but after this, mm-hmm. any future woman's going to judge us on this. So I need to make sure I'm wording things in a certain way. That's very cynical. That's very cynical to say that he's done it to to leave his options open of the way he comes across on TV. I'm not saying leave his options open. I'm saying most men do that because most single men are aware that their actions have repercussions for who it opens them up for later on. Well, I mean, I'm not... I see what you're saying, and I must admit, I've kind of learned that lesson where I once went on a speed dating thing and I, I was on fire. I was just in really good form. And I got like, and I knew with like, there were like four or five girls where I thought afterwards, it was all like, then afterwards you put in online which ones you would like to see again. I was like, oh, those four, uh, I definitely think they're going to say they want to see me again. Um, So I said yes to all four of them as well. But stupidly, I didn't realise that, and the reason I got on with all four of them was because they're all mates. (laughs) (laughs) So then like one of, a couple of them, um, they they all match me and then a couple of them message me and then very quickly that all died out because I realised what had, what had happened, that obviously they'd spoken to each other and I just messaged all four of them. So, yeah, men do do that. <laughs> like, it's So I can't say that you're wrong, but I don't know if I prefer to think that he's d- not slept with her because he wants to be honourable. I'm sure like there is an honourableness to and I don't think he's a bad person at all. I think he's a really, really nice man. He's also quite young and grown up in a patriarchal society that massively favours all of his actions. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not, I would say, even and being necessarily a dick. Like, it's just how society is. It's just how society works, that, like, everything's in his favour because he's the man. He's allowed to make decisions that'll impact Alexis way more than it'll impact him because that's just the patriarchy in it. And, like, Ant comes across, like, a really nice man and eventually, like, he's got slight fuckboy vibes, yeah. but, like, fair play's fucking lush. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, and he dresses nice and I bet he smells lovely, right? Yeah. But he just smells, like like dupe but expensive just nice do you know what I mean and he's a nice guy I think he's not being malicious with her at all mm-hmm. I did, one thing that did put me off though is his level of anger towards Morag about saying oh well when you were on the girls day out what did you say when when um, you were asked if there was somebody who was your type who slid into your DMs what did you say she said I wasn't asked that question he was a liar liar he got I mean, he was right because she did, and, and then and then Megan popped up with like, "You were asked that question. I asked that question." <laughs> <laughs> Megan properly wanted to throw her under the bus. Oh, Megan's <laughs> having a good old shot at that, isn't she? Yeah. I think Ant was angry about other stuff though. That was like <laughs> yeah. kicking off because like his chicken was cold and it's coming out. He's just not processing the emotions well. <laughs> that he saw an argument to jump in. And he's like, "Right, I kind of show that specky little waiter over there. I'll just have a go at these." I'm gonna miss the waiter. No more dinner parties. Oh, I'm gonna miss the waiter. I would. Uh, his, his safety. Pick. In, in his ear is one of my favourite things. 
in uh, in Married at First Sight. He's a funny little thing, isn't he? <laughs> if we were going to sell Married at First Sight merch, I'd love a little figure of him, like a little cuddly, cuddly waiter. <laughs> I want to know more about him. I think they should get him on the next series. Yeah, we could get him on. Aye. Oh, nah. <laughs> Beyond the safety pin, I'm not sure he's got that much more. <laughs> Never meet your idols. That's what they say, don't they? Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Be like, be like meeting Bowie or something, and you're like, oh, well, it's just shattered the illusion. It's probably not even that into safety pins. But he prefers, like, if you asked him, right, list your three favourite pins, you go drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, you I'm, put yourself in the corner now. <laughs> no, no, I'll think of another pin. Uh, legs, because some people call them pins. And uh-huh. safety would be third. <laughs> right, okay. The lion little shit. <laughs> Mine would be uh, terror. Nice, very good. Oh, yeah. Tell he's a comedian. <laughs> terror pins is very good. Terror pins, right, would be a great name for like a metal band. So it'd be like terror yes. pins, but the logo would be like a metaled up terror yeah, pin. a mutated terror pin. Yeah, and they can be supported by Manual. <laughs> I think I've seen both those bands at Download Festival, actually. <laughs> Commitment ceremony then. What were your thoughts there, Omar? Sort of what we expected, I think, especially after all the fireworks from the dinner party. Uh, Alex and... Uh, Ant have gone Bob and Megan have gone which I think we anticipated Bob, classic Bob on exit, reading a poem Spitting bars, Bob, aren't he? (laughs) (laughs) I've never, I just cringed for him, I was like, don't do a poem, Bob That's it, it's it's typical, it's classic Bob, but it just made me it, it was lovely, very nice sentiment, glad that they've gone out on good terms, it just set my teeth on edge when he started rhyming yeah. It wasn't like, it's not a bad poem. I like, didn't listen to it, I had my hands over my ears. It's, yeah, it's just a poem, isn't it? No one, no one wants to hear a poem at a commitment ceremony. No, absolutely not. That said, I would love to hear Frankie do a poem. <laughs> I mean, that would be some Siegfried Sassoon <laughs> World War One. Oh God, it'd be so dark. It'd be very, very dark. But it would still end up with him threatening to break Marilisa's fingers if she speaks up again. Like, no. I don't know what rhymes with break your fingers, but he'd find something. Yeah, God. Oh, I bet you know what? I bet Frankie wrote a poem wouldn't even fucking rhyme. <laughs> You're not into non-rhyming poetry. It's not poetry. It's <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> Went to school, learned about poetry. Doesn't rhyme, not a poem. Yeah. He did the, what's it, Niab anthology, Tiger Tiger, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So there's loads of, loads of good poems that rhyme. Just make them rhyme. It's not hard. Loads of stuff rhymes with loads of other stuff. Just don't write poems about oranges. Like how many how many different rhymes did we come up with just based on pins? Exactly. We didn't even we didn't even get into mins, wins, <laughs> yeah. fins, sins. This I that's just this is a podcast we should have done. <laughs> um, but also the uh, how tense was Frankie Marilise. I, watching it, I was sweating. My, my fingernails were digging into the settee. It was so, so tense. It's just they're not... It, their relationship isn't good, and if you are around that, I'd feel really worried. I was surprised that she wants to stay. Um, She says that behind the scenes... Well, the bits that uh, they don't spend with other couples, that he's very attentive and he opens up to her. Um, But it's it's very... It doesn't feel that way. And and what are you going to do? Just how's it going to be with your kids and things? It's Yeah, you couldn't have thought of them around our teenage boys as well. Mm. Like you'd have no communication level because he's got no empathy for anyone else. And teenagers are a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He apologised for telling her not to talk. And he apologised in the moment as well. But... You just feel that's that's who he is. You wonder if he's ever going to learn that lesson. He's forty-seven, you know. I, I'm surprised that Mar- I thought Marilise might might choose to choose to leave this week because it was sort of a good opportunity to see see an out. Mebby's her teenage boys are a fucking nightmare, and she's just glad of another week off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the women mother. It's fine. Like just I'm staying here, mate. The commitment ceremony for me watching it was a bit of an anti-climax after the dinner party because the dinner party are all boots off 
and then watching the commitment ceremony you're like right we'll get it that like aunt and alexis are gonna go bob and megan go and then everyone else sort of like you go matt and daniel just in love lovely just happy uh Luke and Morag, it's similar issues like that are being discussed and it's all really good conversation around that. But because the dinner party had been so explosive. Yeah, it, it was a bit anticlimactic. The people who we thought were going to leave left. As I say, I wondered about Marilise, what she might put. Um, Alexis, you know, saying, uh, gave a little speech about feeling empowered and all this. And um, when she'd said at the dinner party, I don't give, it didn't come here for your honesty or whatever, which... A lot of people have applauded that, but it's nonsensical to me. <laughs> All right. Best um, things always are. Look at Bob's poetry. <laughs> that made sense, and I never want to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, they went over a bit of the whole Josh uh, Morag situation mm-hmm. again. So we'd kind of, as you say, kind of covered covered the the a lot of what what was already discussed at the dinner party. It's just indicative of relationships that because once you get to that point when you're further in, it is less explosive. There are moments where it's explosive, but then it's who you are as a couple. And you can see now the ones that have got like a steady sort of speed to carry them through. They're quite steady with each other. Mm. It's less explosive because ultimately like relationships become about the sort of mundane and the day-to-day aspects. And that's why like Aunt and Alexis will have gone, Megan and Bob, because you kind of just keep that mundaneness going. Mm-hmm. Like just the day-to-day of spending time around each other, eating together, talking, yes. if you're not into each other. So that's why... This is that point now leading into, I think, like what a proper relationship is. Yes. And it's interesting that that coincides with the homestays because, as you say, it's the day-to-day mundanity uh, that, that's going to that's gonna kill some of these people off and whether they'll be able to, not literally, <laughs> <laughs> but whether they'll be, their relationship will be able to survive not being on, oh, my God, we're on a TV show. Oh, my God, we're going to Mexico. Or, oh, shit, we're going to Switzerland, if you're more ag. Uh, but just... Right, I'm in a house, I'm in a backyard in Wales now, and it's just me and Luke and his mum and dad. This is what it's going to be like, you know. So the homestays then rounded out the week. I love the homestays. Firstly, I just love having a look at the houses. It's great having a neb. Adam's house... And Adam. which Tia was not a fan of the deck or was she? No, it's exactly what I thought it would be. It was a little more playboyish. Because um, flats that I've lived in, you basically rent them furnished. But fair play to him. He's obviously a grafter because he's got a nice house. He's got a nice car. You know, 26. I think he's an electrician. So, you know, they're fucking all thieves. But yeah, fair, fair play to him. <laughs> it's good income, that, though. Like, And it's something where you can be self-employed. You can have a lot of control. Like, he's set himself up nicely for being yeah. a good partner. Like, people who go from sort of school and get a trade and then work hard, and you can take control of what work you do. So if they do want to get a family, I can imagine Adam happily being like a stay-at-home dad. Right, yes. Yeah, he he has done well and set himself up up nicely. I think he's, having never been in a relationship before, the look on his face when Taya started listing off the things she wants to change. Because, you know, when I moved in with my partner, there's, there's it's a constant discussion we have about she wants a new bathroom. And to me, it's like there's no real issue. She says it's dated, but it's fine for me. You know, you when you press the button, the shit gets flushed away. It's <laughs> what more do you need? It's like a metaphor for life. I <laughs> but I can understand. Okay, yeah, well, right. We'll sort out a new bathroom, but then it's going to be the kitchen, which is already she's already starting to flag flag that up. And just seeing that look on Adam's face, which I've recognised uh, in my own face, uh, was was very interesting. Because he's got his little, he's got his games room, which yeah, he's is, got his little man cave. Yeah, Adam will be happy with that. He's got his Game of Thrones sword. Well, actually, I was quite pleased about this. It's not a Game of Thrones sword, is it not? No, that's what I put on Twitter, uh, and one of my fellow geeks picked me up on it and said, "Actually, it's Anduril from Lord of the Rings." Oh, and, nice! And I was very, very happy to be gently corrected on that. Especially, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, so I was annoyed with myself. It's really nice. I'm glad he likes geeky stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it does tie in that Dark Knight's one of his favourite films. Yeah, it's nice that he's got his little games room as well. Well, know what games he plays? <laughs> mm, Call of Duty. Probably, yeah. Uh, Frankie definitely does. <laughs> Frankie doesn't even play the game, just puts it on in the room for atmosphere. 
Frankie just loves talking shit over his headset to some uh, teenagers. <laughs> oh, God, he's awful to kids, I bet. I bet him and uh, Maralisa's kids have met before in a Call of Duty game, <laughs> and Frankie said some talk shit about the war. <laughs> Adam and Taya as well, when they visited her mum, uh, there was a great moment where Adam was generally involved in that discussion and, you know, saying what he felt, but there was one moment where I think Taya's mum asked about isn't it a bit soon to be saying that you love each other or something like that? And he just glanced across at Taya and then took the longest swig of tea <laughs> that I'd seen. It was like, are you just going to chin that, mate, so you don't have to answer this question? But, you know, we've all been in that situation. Luke did something similar um, when Morag and her mum were arguing in that in that bar. Yeah, he did. Morag's mum seems all right. I'm mates. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. She was her, the the one who was talking the most, I don't know her name, was doing my fucking head in. That's because they were sponsored by this week's sponsor, Toot. <laughs> I've never, like, if you, like, they had that vibe of, like, it's all going quite well, then four of them go to the toilet together, come back, and then it's a nightmare for an hour and a half. <laughs> I, um, I did feel for Luke in that situation, obviously, because. Suddenly it was like Morag was dropped into a life pre-experiment and even though she was just talking to her mates and being honest about how she feels, it felt like a betrayal. And then you had, like, yeah, particularly that one mate just go, who seems to be weirdly attached to Morag and say, no, I do understand because she's, she's like me, she's like me. It's like, fucking hell, Morag, is that... I wonder what her situation is with relationships and stuff. I imagine it's identical to Morag's. Mm-hmm. They go for dickheads and then complain that they don't have a stable relationship. But yeah, they were telling Morag what Morag likes and it's what she should do in a relationship. But it's like, I bet you're all single though. Or go out with proper nightmares. Yeah, yeah. And are always crying and always sad. But you're telling Morag what she should do. Yeah. Whereas our man was given fairly solid advice and Luke's just a nice guy and handled it quite well. He's come out, like, I like that Luke stands up for himself as well. I was just going to say, I love that he said, you know, with all due respect, that is bullshit. I'm not going to take, you know, I'm putting effort in and I'm being patient, but I'm not going to be an idiot. And she didn't stand up for him. And she could say, you know, afterwards, I I was a little disappointed that, I get it why he apologised, but... I felt she was quite defensive when they had the discussion the next day. She was saying, well, you know, we need to sort it out there and then and all this. It's like, well, I'm here by myself in amongst you, your family and your mates, and they're a fucking nightmare. You should have helped me out. You should have checked in on me the way I've checked in on you, which I think is all all correct. Yeah, absolutely. And with that as well, Luke gets put down a lot and he's like... he's. It looks like he's in good shape, and he's a fireman. <laughs> like, leave Liverpool alone. Like, they're talking like he's some hideous Quasimodo-style character compared to what you normally goes for. And, like, he's an attractive man. He dresses nice now. Like, yeah. he's just a normal bloke who seems to have good values and is a fireman yes. and just a lovely, nice man. But he's not, like, as hideous as he's made out to be. Yeah. It, I would say Adam's house was better than I expected, Luke's house was a little worse in terms of maintenance. Yeah. I think he uh, sort out his toilet seat and stuff. Bless Luke, though. It's yeah. nice that just, yeah. His mum, his mum was brilliant because she said what everyone was thinking, like all the viewers around the country, but just in a really nice way. She wasn't rude about Morag. She was just, you know, I want someone who loved my son and I worry that why doesn't she appreciate, why isn't she on the, at the same level that he, he is at, which are all reasonable questions. Well, she's not making the effort to appreciate who she is because it's that constant comparing of him to a usual type. And he's just a normal bloke. Like, he is who he is. Yeah, he's a, he's a good bloke. I'm kind of... I wondered I wondered if he w- would be one who, who might leave because it was... Put, he might put leave to say, like, look, you need to give me some attention. I mean, I'm glad he stayed and I hope things work out for him, but I do think it's... It's not quite there, maybe, for a long-term thing. No, but it comes across well. You'll learn a lot from this, and even if it doesn't work out with Morag, like, there'll be a lot of women around here where he lives suddenly sat and leaving a toaster on, or, and then, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know how that fire started. Hello, yeah. Luke, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's going to see a lot of women in dressing gowns over the next few months, is what I'm saying. <laughs> One of those 1970s British sex comedies. Oh, I'm going to write that. <laughs> uh Confessions of a Fireman. Yes, exactly. There we go. 
Luke, I've got a role for you. <laughs> Let's get you in that and we'll get Josh in it and his coastlines. Because <laughs> you need some scenery, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, Josh can turn up. Uh, we'll have to write a scene where he comes dressed as a Mexican for their um, from their homestay where they had Mexican night, which, I'll be honest, was seemed, seemed a bit of a damp squib. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the biggest fiesta I've ever seen. No, not at all. <laughs> Josh and Amy, I think they're just hitting that point, though, where I'm, I'm just, I don't see it, so I'm less invested in even hoping the work out, because yes, yes. they're becoming less and less. It's becoming more apparent that they'll, they'd not be well-matched. Yeah. Josh isn't quite the old soul he said he was. No, that incident at the dinner party telling Amy to to fucking shut her mouth. That was a very young man thing to do, just in a flash of anger. Or a very old man, if you're frankly, because he's old, which he's mentioned, <laughs> and loves telling women to shut up. <laughs> yeah, true. So he's either too young or too old. <laughs> I bet Frankie's awful to wait as in restaurants. Do you think? Aye. I bet he's proper picked on little safety pins. <laughs> yeah. He, he sees that as a as a... That'd be a first strike to try and like um, damage them in a fight, rip the safety pin out. Yeah, aye, oh, Frankie. <laughs> That's uh, he wants to come back from Dubai, which I suspect he was thinking about anyway. But I would too if uh, once I'd seen Marilise's house. Yeah, it's fucking massive. It is nice, but she's got two bins. Yeah, but once you bury them in the backyard, which he definitely will do, you can turn one of their rooms into a gym. Yeah, he'd have a gym. He'd have loads of, like, he'd have all these medals on the wall. Yes. A framed photo of Ross Kemp. <laughs> all these Andy McNabb books. When I say it all, he's just got Bravo 2-0, like, upwards of 100 times. <laughs> just in case one breaks, he needs a spare. Just loves Andy McNabb. Army stuff. I bet he's got the entire series of that Ross Kemp ITV Army SAS thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. He'll have all of that. I bet he's trying to make my release watch that loads. <laughs> Matt and Daniel as well, so they met each other's parents. Yeah, that was nice. They all seem to have nice parents. I don't think Matt's mum was very impressed with Dan's meditation retreat no. as, a, as a business plan, which I think is a good... But he's obviously... That's a field he is interested in. I said I'm not sure about the ecstatic dancing. I'm not sure I'd be that keen on that, but it's a beautiful place where he lives. You can't you can't fault his logic with that. It's it's yeah. clearly very tranquil and, and nice. Well, they've got a lot to figure out as to how that'll work, but you feel like they would figure it out. I also enjoyed them talking about wanting to have kids and Matt just being made to feel really old. Yes. Whereas what he should have said, though, is like, well, in 20 years, though, I'll be such and such an age, the baby will be such an age, and you'll both be dead. Like, that would have just trumped that conversation there straight away. Well, it was funny because uh, Dan's, Dan's mum was saying... Well, so you're closer to thinking about more in five years rather than ten years. You want kids because you, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be older. She brought up the whole age issue, but then when he said when he Dan uh, when Matt retorted, it basically implied like how old how old the parents were. And it's mm-hmm. like well, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, I'm gonna be older, but you're gonna be old as yeah. fuck. <laughs> it's essentially yeah, that's what he went all in on, didn't he? <laughs> it shows as well with Matt and Daniel like how different it is for a gay couple, like what they've got to consider. To be able to have kids, they've got to start thinking about that early because the lengthy process they'd have to go to if, go through if they want a child together. Do you know how long the process is? Well, it'll vary depending on what they want to do, whether they want a surrogate, whether they'd get adoption. Oh, I see. Yeah, of course. So right. Even then, if you think of like how long you'd have to go through to make that decision, mm. like, that could be like 12 months, 18 months of just talking and working out what they want to do, yes. how they want to do it. The adoption process can take ages then there's loads and loads of factors around that as well with still how gay couples are treated as parents Mm. and I think them thinking about it now and having to think about it now early in the relationship shows an experience that we wouldn't have to have as straight people well I just assumed like nowadays you can probably just get one on prime Oh, probably, yeah. If you pay the subscription, or what? Yeah, I don't even want to pay the subscription I'll wait till they're doing a 30 day free trial Aye, and then if I want a kid Get a kid, no big issue. But Frankie will be giving my releases away soon, so... (laughs) So rounding out this week then, partner swaps. Partner swaps, yeah. Megan was gutted she missed this week. She's been playing it since day three. (laughs) She's had a cocky, just throwing in balls constantly, being like, oh, eh. Yeah, she's buying extra cars just to throw her keys (laughs) into the ball. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was just a bit of fun. I mean, I don't. It seemed like the last five ten minutes of the episode. I can't imagine it's going to go on into the next one. But it was just a chance for them to, for them to have a bit of a chat. It was, um, as I said, if you end up with Matt or Dan, you know you're going to have a nice time. Sit in bed, watch popcorn with Dan if you're Adam. Oh, it was lovely that. What a bromance. Yeah, I was that's what what um Malcolm and Wise used to do, but I don't know who'd be the straight man in that in that act. It was just heartwarming loveliness that, wasn't it? Like it's nice what's great with a show like this is watching the friendships that blossom around it as well. Yes. And yeah. just seeing them two like really like just, just have a nice time. I thought it was strange that Amy said she felt her and Luke are very similar. Because I I wouldn't have thought that at all. No. Luke's very calm, placid guy, and she's quite quite fiery. I think Amy sees herself as calmer than what she presents herself as. Yeah, just burning some sage isn't necessarily mean you you have a a, a placid temperament. No, and yeah, I think Amy and the situation she's in with Josh probably isn't helping. No, no, and having someone in your space. Uh, you'd be gutted if you got paired up with Frankie for their partner, I swore. Well, that was Morag, which I didn't have much sim- I would have had sympathy for if she hadn't have treated Luke quite badly on mm. that homestay. Um, so I didn't really have much sympathy for her. Um, she did the face face mask with him, didn't she? Yeah. And I genuinely turned away from mum and turned back. Thought, was he skinned morally? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's just a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have been shocked, wouldn't have been surprised. It's the ending that I think is coming. Well, yeah, I imagine you were just, you were just watching it and then thought, oh, right, yeah, of course, he's, he's skinned her and, and he's wearing her face. Yeah. Well, oh, he's got a lovely bottle of Chianti there. Good <laughs> it's what That's what the inevitable conclusion of this series would be, really. If it was a film, as Frankie finally snapping. Like something setting him off and then just... Yeah, he'll rip that he'll rip, rip that safety pin out of the waiter's ear and use it to attack one of the experts. Probably Mel. Oh, frankly, Matt, yeah, you hate Mel, don't you? Yeah, they, they have some they have some conflict. At the commitment ceremony, Mel said, I'm going to use this word again that you don't like, Frankie, power, because there's always power in, in a relationship and it should change, you know, from time to time, depending on what the situation is. You could see him squirming and just feeling very uncomfortable under that under the spotlight. But he hates Mel. Mel's great. I can't wait for the last episode when she just saw Frankie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in my my professional opinion, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd watch that all day long. <laughs> Mel would never say that. Nah, I, I reckon she would like. <laughs> you've cha- you've one eighty yeah. there quite yeah. quick. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a piece of shit, you can't. <laughs> PCB holding her back. <laughs> no, I don't. I think he's going. Do you know, do you know what? He he is a cunt. <laughs> And then Charlene will just... Oh, yeah, Charlene knows as well. Everyone knows. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. I just, I've never watched, like, telly where I've disliked someone so much because he's a real person. He exists. The, the frustrating thing with watching this is he exists in the real world. He interacts with people in the real world. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, a character or anything. He's this rude, boorish, awful... And you could go, like, oh, it's just how he's represented on telly. It's like you're old enough, because you've said, <laughs> to know you're on telly, represent yourself better. Yeah, definitely. This isn't on us or on a director or on an editor, which I think from watching this show as well, the directors and editors and putting it together does feel like, and from what the contestants seem to put out on Twitter, it feels like you get like a fair re- reflection, which is why I've championed this show more than, say, stuff like Love Island, which comes up in conversation with other people, and people will go, oh, Mario, first say, is that not just trash? And you're like, well, it's in that trashy TV spectrum but actually there's real thought put into it and there's real people. It's not like fame-hungry people. And if they are, it's something PCB said, which was really, really thoughtful, which is, well, does that exclude them from trying to find love, though? Like, even if they are hungry for fame? Yeah, absolutely. And this is something we've spoken about previously, including in that in that PCB episode that um, Nikita, I was talking about at, at the time, was... How much can you edit, really? You can edit a situation to make it look like at a wedding ceremony the guests weren't talking when they were, so therefore making it look more awkward. You can't edit Frankie giving Marilise a patronising wink when he says, you know, in a relationship sometimes both people have to change, yeah, and, and giving her a wink or telling her not to talk when he's talking. My partner made me rewind that a couple of times because she said, I know it's going to make me angry, but I have to see it because... There's something about that type of behaviour, as you say, because it exists, and we don't really have to deal with it as men, but it winds women up so much because I think 
probably they're just sort of used to it but when you see it on TV it, it hits a nerve well it's so relentless and so pervasive for women it's something me and Rebecca talk about a lot she hates men and rightly so like they're awful and it's just that relentlessness of how it is and also with Frankie as well just to really emphasise what a prick he is <laughs> when he winks at Marilise and they sat side on with each other he winks with the eye that she can't see yes yes I put I put it on Twitter that if if most women see that I think Frankie gets a slap because it's it's weird that he, he he wants to undermine her, but then instantly he would have said sorry as well. You know, like with the whole not talking, not talking thing. He can't help himself but wanting to be the dominant one, but then also remembers that he actually wants to be in a relationship with her. I want to know as well for being the dominant one. I want to know what Frankie's into in bed because I bet oh, it's some God. dog shit, right? But I bet that's where Frankie doesn't like to be the dominant one, oh. and I bet he's into some. Dirty, dirty, horrible, horrible things. Not like coastlines, you know, calm down, Josh, <laughs> but like nearly there. You know, I, I know we've mentioned this coastlines thing, and again, I don't know, but are we really going to be that surprised if some more stuff comes out about that? I don't think that's done. I don't think that's done, that storyline. I thought you meant like as if he was into other stuff as well, like just <laughs> really likes roads. <laughs> Do you know what it is as well, actually, for Josh? Hills. So even that nice hills, I <laughs> could be in a. Not mountains, because that's filth. Yeah. Just hills. But, like, it's not even that nice a coastline. If you are into coastlines, Josh, mate, there's some that'll blow your mind. Mm. If you think that one's nice, that's like a six. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to start knocking one out of the coastlines, mate, I'll throw you some tens. No, but you know, though, that's the thing where. That's just a taste thing, because you say tens, but some people like really rubbish, poorly filmed amateur porn. You know, you don't. They don't want the the beautiful girl, and it's well produced, good sound quality. It's true. So I, you're probably right about Josh. You may have varied <laughs> taste. You just you kind of tell because it's not been discussed yet. But if you want to be a little coastline pervert, that's all right by us. <laughs> and frankie, I want to know whatever it is that you like because I'm fascinated. Yeah. Send us your tweets at Math Lessons. What yeah. do you, What do you think Frankie's into sexually? Platoon. <laughs> It's eight. That's that's my guess. <laughs> the opening fifteen minutes of Saving Private Ryan. I don't know. It's what the answer is. <laughs> I definitely guess platoon. Though. <laughs> it's another week done. Penultimate week done. Just one more week left, or more? One week left. I can't believe it. It's flown past. Has this gone really quick? I wish it was as long as the Australian version. Really. Yeah, I want more. I want to know more. There's loads of the stuff that happened in the Australian version that like we haven't had the chance to have here. Do you know what I mean? There was loads of other bits where it just felt like that felt like it went on forever. That like the homestays would have lasted longer. The family bit. There's like two family bits in the Australian version because it's uh, like when Mick met Adar, they just got dad once, and then he's back again later on. Yes, and like I mean, Mick went through like a range of everything. Uh, that was like a life changing <laughs> narrative. All, but I wish like even just a couple more weeks to get northern. But obviously, I imagine COVID's played a massive part in being able to film yeah, a lot. I, I've appreciated a shorter series, but I do know what you mean. I think a bit longer than this, a bit shorter than the Australian one, would be ideal for yeah. me. That's what you'd hope for. But maybe his next series. So last week. We might as well make the most of it and enjoy it. Like four more episodes, we'll get to see who's going to stay together. We'll make some predictions on that. Do let us know who you think will stay together. Let us know what you want to see happen. We'll have one more episode and maybe a couple of little surprises again as well. Ooh, exciting! <laughs> Kelly will be back from London, possibly, well, unless she's booting off in Hamilton at the minute as well. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, she wouldn't have put up with any shit. Like, she would have sparked someone. I think Kelly's a little rag pack out of you. Really? Everyone. I reckon. You've said this before, that she seemed so nice and sweet. Ah, but she'll snap. I wouldn't cross Kelly. Really? Yeah, I think she'd be a good mate. Like, if we were on a night out, right, the three of us, and someone boots off, I think Kelly would start really calm and she'd wait in because she's got a good temperament on her, and she'd be, no, no, calm down. <laughs> but then, if, like, if it was a film, camera would pan away. It would just be like fifteen minutes later. And it'll be her sh- like smashing a bottle off the bar. <laughs> I'll fucking catch you, I will. <laughs> All right, I'm not sure if that means I want to go on a night out with her or not. I do. I'd love to go on a night out, Kelly. So we'll have. I think we should have a uh, maths lessons rap party. Oh, definitely. I thought I assumed we were doing that. 
Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, you can drink along with Word Home. Omar will suggest some cocktails for that. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed that they were having margaritas on their uh, on their Mexican night, Josh and Amy, but they weren't doing the maths margarita, which I'd put a video for. But then I realised that was filmed months ago. Probably should have put effort in and fucking time travelled. Yeah, you know Josh, I mean? you prick. Yeah, too busy looking at coastlines. <laughs> I think that's the way we'll round this out as well. Uh, this has been a lovely episode of Math Lessons. I've been Cy with. I've been Omar Abid. And until next time, keep checking out them course lines. <laughs> <laughs>